Although there are a bunch of, there are also a bunch of Icelandic references to the Yule Lads, in which mm-hmm. they they occur closer to. So, wow. Well, well, either way, hey, guess what? If you're listening to this, you get it for free. So, you're gonna take what you can get. <laughs> I was gonna say, you, it's, <laughs> everyone should be very excited that they get to listen to me drone on about my obsession with uh, Christmas mythology. Nice. <laughs> I know. I love how we can tell that we're recording our Christmas special because Brian got meaner as soon as the record button got hit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for, for those holiday. those listening at home before this, Brian was like, "Oh, I'm so excited to drop something for the listeners. They're going to enjoy watching this. What day should we drop? Uh, we want to make sure we put it out with them to have enough time to watch it while it's still the season, and then hit record. Oh, those fucking assholes. They'll take what they get. Bah humbug. <laughs> Fuck all of them." With your holly and your jolly. How dare you. I got your holly jollies right here. I am actually pretty notorious for hating the Christmas season. So, Uh, If you are in high school and work at a retail store like, say, Kmart during Christmas, you learn to absolutely hate the holidays. That's true. Although once I got out of retail and restaurants, all of a sudden I, I love Christmas again. Oh, I still hate it. <laughs> um, it's gotten easier as the years have gone by because I just buy all my shit on Amazon. I don't have to actually go out. But yeah, yeah, the the death of the <laughs> the retail <laughs> industries <laughs> really brought it back around. <laughs> I full on went to like a sketchy apartment building today to buy used Funko Pops to give to my niece because she's like, I want these. And I'm like, well, they're cheaper used on this Facebook Messenger thing. I'll take my kid to the shady part of town to pick up presents for his cousin. Right. Sure, why not? And the only price we pay is that somewhere Jeff Bezos is sitting on a Scrooge McDuckian style pile of money just yeah. violently masturbating. It really doesn't matter. Wherever you buy something, a billionaire is going to profit from it. And yeah. So, it, how much money did his ex-wife get? Was it like 120 billion or something? Oh, it's insane. She's yeah, like she's in like the top richest people in the world. And she did, like yeah. I, don't, I don't know this for a fact, but I don't think she was involved in building that wealth, right? She just I'm just saying not not only can you make a lot of money having sex with somebody, yeah. apparently. You could make way more money by stopping having sex with that person. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. Yeah, I saw it was like I know all like... sorts of women that have made a, a good living by stopping having sex with their husbands. And... Uh, no, I saw I saw like some stats page, and it was like such and such Bezos, whatever her her name is, like you know, net worth one hundred twenty eight billion dollars. I think it said like industry divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't know anything about her. Maybe she has her own career, and maybe she does other great things. But certainly, yeah. her the, her wealth has certainly comes from. I mean, maybe she could do anything she wanted. She could literally spend her days right now throwing bands full of hundred dollar bills at random passersby, and <laughs> like it's not affecting her wealth. Like that's the not version of her down. of her snowball fight is just throwing stacks of money at people do you know what she you know what she could do she could end world hunger but you know you know you know know what type of person doesn't end world hunger the type of person who has that kind of money it's fun how we've set up our world 
I feel like it's such a weird, unquant- unquantifiable amount of money. Yeah. That, like, if I had that much money and I was like, oh, what? Like, the school system in America needs, like, a billion dollars to help all the teachers? Yeah, why don't I just peel off a hundred or a billion dollars and donate it? Yeah. Yeah. A, bil- a billion dollars w- would break your brain if you put it in the worst savings account you could find. Worst one, half a percent. Give yourself $20,000 a week mm-hmm. as your salary from your pile of money. At the end of the year, you have more money. That is insane <laughs> that you could pay yourself $20,000 a week. And at the end of the year, you are richer. Yeah, but not if you pulled from the principal to buy a yacht to help you get from the shore out to your bigger yacht where you park your helicopter that flies you out to your biggest yacht. <laughs> so I, I suppose that's, that's the only way to do it. You just have to start. You have to start making psychotic purchases. No, it, it, it's insane. If you ever watch like billionaires, like their boats, and it's like they open up and a smaller boat comes out of it, and that smaller <laughs> boat has a crew of twenty, and you're just Which, like, why do? You, why would you ever need that? I've always found those boats too. They're vaguely reminiscent of star destroyers from Star Wars. Sure, they are, <laughs> and, and and perhaps similar in more ways than we actually think. Now, to be fair, if I were a billionaire and could design my own boat, that would be my starting point. <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, I can't make it look like an X-wing. That won't float properly. So I'll have to start with the star destroyer design and work from there." Uh. Well, since we're talking about the reason for the season, which is money and greed, uh, maybe we <laughs> should talk about what we're doing today, which is our Christmas gift to all the listeners. Since people loved our trick-or-treat commentary so much, we're following that up. Because apparently Noah promised it, although none of us seem to remember it except for Doug. If you go back and listen to the trick-or-treat commentary, he says it right in there. And I'm like, you have your and my reaction. Go, don't make promises for us, you dick. <laughs> rest of us haven't agreed to shit it's too late uh, so we're going to be talking about the, the movie Krampus yeah. Michael Doty's follow up to Trick or Treat yeah a movie with confusing reviews on IMDB oh, really? really? oh I my god su- I just assumed it'd be all five stars this movie's great yeah. oh well it's, it's a 10 star rating and the, oh. <laughs> if you if you start going through it, the vast majority of them are eight, nine, or ten, and people talking about how great it is. And then every once in a while, you'll see like a four or five or something where they're like, "Yeah, I, I, it, it didn't hit me right." But then it's got an average score of six because there's also a bajillion one star reviews of people throwing a bitch fit and half of them start with an angry rant about how high the star rating was. And that the only reason why they wrote the review is because they were angry that the star rating was that high for a movie that they hate this much. Yeah. (laughs) I tell you the, the star ratings on IMDb are not useful for popular movies. They are use, they're useful for like very little scene movies where only a few people are going to actually go in there and rate it. But they're not useful. On yeah. Just be glad they got rid of the IMDb message boards. Because from what I understand, it used to be yeah. toxic. Horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, toxic, like all message boards? 
you mean? Pretty much. I think that it, those should just go away as a whole. I think we figured out that message boards only cause people to devolve into horrible sludge monsters. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think that's just people being people. Message boards just provide an outlet. Yeah, but whenever you do it face-to-face, they're less likely to uh, become said sludge monster because they don't yes. want to be judged. People are scared of getting punched. That is true. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do everybody a Christmas miracle this year and punch a Nazi in the face. <laughs> Have right. yourself a merry little Nazi punch. All right. Um, maybe, all maybe right. We should move into the movie. This is <laughs> we are off the rails, and all we're supposed to be doing right now is hitting play, and we can't seem to figure out a way to do that. No, we've sure. we fucked this up too bad already, and we brought up Nazis, so we're switching. We're now doing a commentary for the movie Elves, <laughs> <laughs> which we should do at some point. It's oh Christ, here we go. Don't make promises, Brian. Uh, oh, I'd kill for a good copy of that movie. They're all bad. Yeah, I don't think there's good copies of that movie. Uh, we'll look it up while the movie's gone. So we <laughs> all three are watching different versions of the movie. Doug is watching a DVD because he lives in 2005. Don't uh, fucking get me started. <laughs> Stupid. How the hell is there not a copy of this Blu-ray on every shelf of every store? I don't know. I don't know. Reason, Universal has no faith, apparently. Um, so we are all paused at the black screen right before the universal logo pops up. So, <laughs> which is the least helpful reference we could possibly give our listeners. Like pretty much you have to go past the part we are to find out what comes next in order to rewind back to where we are. Yeah. It's <laughs> our only point of purpose. In most, in most copies of this movie, you're probably going to see the blue screen rating thing and then it'll go to the black screen. Yeah, it'll go black, hit pause, and that's where we're starting from. Because <clears throat> that's how me and Noah's were set up, but Doug and his 2005 DVD. Shut up. <laughs> so much bitterness on my end. I'm not gonna uh, lie to you. Like, you know how it, frustrating it, is surprising. it was to pay for a DVD for this? I'm, like, carrying it to the counter at Walmart, like, annoyed that I'm buying it. Because I'm like, why? There should have been a Blu-ray back there. The third fucking store I've been to, there should have been a Blu-ray at the first two stores. <laughs> I uh, I looked on Amazon, and yeah, you're right. Like this movie is not readily available on Blu-ray for some oh. reason. It was released on Blu-ray, but yeah. yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they just haven't done a lot of prints of it. I don't know. It I couldn't find be. a seller that would guarantee me delivery before Christmas, and I was looking like December tenth or something. Like yeah. I'm like, shouldn't well, there be a two-day arrival on this thing? That's that's not. that's possibly due to the complete collapse of society that we're living through. Well, there is that too. Well, no, but it, I, I'll tell you the one thing that seems to be working just fine is Amazon delivery. Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, like, it's hard to go for a walk now because you keep tripping over those guys running back and forth from their van to people's houses. <laughs> Thanks, Bezos. Um. All right, so. We are paused. I think we are good to go, unless anybody else has anything else they want to say before we start. No, no. All right. Well, I say then hover over your play buttons, and we'll go. Now, are we doing three, two, one, or three, two, one, go? 
Just tell us what to do, man. Don't, All right. don't start another conversation. We don't have time for that. All right. So hit your play buttons on three, two, one. And then the one is when you hit your play button. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Set it up for four more minutes and then do that. All right. Here we go. All right. We're going to hit play in three, two, one. All right. There we go. Oh, the nice blue frosty universal logo popping up. This is weird to me because I was flipping through like trivia about this movie. And one thing that kept coming up is that they wanted to use like the eighties universal logo mm-hmm. and universal wouldn't let them, That's but then weird. they let them put in this magic, like frozen one. And I'm like, well, why, if you're going to not make them use the, you know, standard one, why wouldn't you just let them use whichever one they want? Yeah. Universal is known for not making bad decisions. They also refused to make this movie until he absolutely said it, he would make it PG-13. Yeah. Well, I can kind of understand that, though, because you're trying to get a holiday picture out there at Christmas time. You want a wide audience, right? I, yeah. I suppose, but for, you know, you're hiring a guy who's famous for making a really good rated R horror film. Yeah. This may be the best, like most accurate depiction of Christmas in an opening scene ever. <laughs> right. See, this only happens in your country though. The rest of the world just doesn't fist fight each other over the deals at the store. No? Not regularly, not like this. Like, oh. Well, that's you you all have sensible minimum wages and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Debatable, but it's like no, like I need this like, reindeer. Like we definitely have lineups, and like there have definitely been incidences, individual incidences of problems, but not like just where it's expected that we'll have deaths that day. Thank you guys, I I don't know of all the scenes in a movie I've ever seen that I was like I would really have loved to have been an extra filming this. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those ones because. This just looks like they spent a whole day just going batshit and having so much fun. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, look really unhappy while you're paying for your Christmas presents. Like, all right. Make sure you fight over this rocking horse. I've bought that rocking horse before. Nice. It's because of this movie. You're like, Lando, you will use this rocking horse and you will love it. No, no. It was in a movie. It's... I would not buy something that large for my own child. It was for one of my brother's kids. Hmm. My kid did have a similar rocking horse, but it's because somebody else bought it for him. Somebody else bought it for him while we were on vacation, so that when I got home, it was just in my living room, taking up half the room. Oh, nice. This old lady's high as fuck. I know. (laughs) I love this. Fake snow to the eyes! (laughs) Oh, here we see Adam Scott, you know, most known for horror movies. Look at that guy buying a paltry 40-inch TV. You imagine wasting your time. Well, maybe it's for the bathroom. You don't know. Oh, that's true. You, you know you're not supposed to judge people by the way they look, but he, something about his facial expressions, he just comes off as the smuggest asshole. And I don't <laughs> know why. You're just, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, you piece of shit. Adam Scott? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the guy with the TV. I was like, he's just an extra oh. man. Calm down. No, no, no. I thought I, I thought you were talking about the guy in the TV, and I was agreeing with you. <laughs> like, no, it's it's something about Adam Scott's smushed up face and his facial expressions. I don't know. I find him likable. To be honest, that was going to be my comment. He has a very dry sense of humor, which I really enjoy. Yeah. And in a, another shocking turn of events, another Christmas miracle. Noah and I are disagreeing on something. <laughs> oh. I had a weird Hollywood moment where I'm like, when I was looking at the IMDb, just kind of getting ready to watch this, and uh, I'm like, Tony Collette and Adam Scott are a married couple in this? Isn't she like way older than him? And no, they're like pretty much the same age. It was just me. <laughs> I'm so used to Hollywood casting, like. <laughs> the wife to be much younger that I was like, Oh, this is completely appropriate. Oh, he has an age appropriate wife. This is unbelievable. This is I thought this was supposed to be a movie. <laughs> of course I love Tony Collette, but I feel like she's looked like she's about 35 for her entire career. This scene right here, they did put in a whole lot of effort in the fact that all of those foods and shit sitting on the table are like Austrian <laughs> foods. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I think it's hilarious when they do stuff like that. I'm like, they know none of us are going to notice, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, Doty knows. That's enough. Well, except on the same time, you're going to have that one Austrian person watching the movie, and they're like, that is not a Luca Fica. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is bullshit. <laughs> as, if, as if nobody's going to watch this and find some little inconsistency to complain about. <laughs> Truth. It's pretty dope, uh, Rudolph onesie, though. I do like it. Grandma getting on his dick. Apparently, one what? Of the things that... <laughs> don't, don't phrase it like that. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Get off That's... this dick, Grandma. Well, I, think... <laughs> I think people know what I meant. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing say, a beret. The, Shut up. In the original <laughs> script, apparently the grandma character was going to be deaf and talk through sign language. Oh. That's as productive as having her speak whatever language she's speaking. German, I think. German. Oh, yeah. I don't speak German, so. It always creeped me out a little bit that Santa's staring at this girl's ass because once yeah. again, they broke with Hollywood norms and cast an age-appropriate daughter. If they'd gotten like a 25-year-old to play a 15-year-old the way they usually do, then it wouldn't have bugged me. Did you look her up? Is she Was she actually a teenager? I have no idea, no. She looks like one, though. Well, he could have been staring at the little boy, I guess. That would have been worse. I feel like that probably would have been worse, yeah. If that's how you want to be about it. <laughs> Once again, there's always a way to make it worse. Oh, of course. Oh, Grandma's dementia just kicked in. That happens to the best of us. What, what are you remembering, Grandma? Oh, childhood trauma <laughs> about a horrible Christmas demon. Got to get rid of this kid. Just give him some sugar. That's the classic Grandma move. I respect it. It kind of looks like, like the Home Alone house. A little bit, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's on purpose. Oh, actually, you know what? The Home Alone, that's, it, it, when they do a wide shot of the neighborhood, the Home Alone house is 
somewhere in the neighborhood. Oh, that's awesome. There's a bunch of other uh, yeah, I, famous I houses. Reading, I remember reading it one time and going through the list. Yeah. Like the Psycho house is in there. I think the Amityville house is in there. So this is technically part of our Amityville uh, month still. Is that what's that's happening? That's true. Yeah, it's a crossover. <laughs> and incest scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do like this. This, it's remember like the fun time back when you could just have like your your right wing redneck family shows up to your left wing liberal family and everybody doesn't quite get along and it was just fun. <laughs> Yeah, they just kind of put up with it, and they didn't really argue that much, but it was just like, ah, now they ended up stabbing each other. Well, I mean, 15 years ago, the argument was like, I think there should be less welfare, and we're like, well, maybe there should be more welfare, and then that was the end of the argument. And now it's, I think people should be in cages, and you're like, whoa, (laughs) chill the fuck out, Grandpa. (laughs) I love Dave Keckner. Dave Keckner should be in everything. He's the perfect guy for a movie like this, where you're like, we need you to be ridiculous, God, but don't. pretend that you're not being ridiculous. <laughs> I do, I do love Let the elevator pitch for this movie that it's a Christmas movie in reverse. That normally Christmas movies are about, you know, this family that kind of doesn't get along getting together and then overcoming it all to, you know, unite for Christmas. And this one is just the slow escalation. (laughs) Well, you could contend that the ending of this movie brings us back to everything works out fine. The typical little boy eventually gets his uh, Christmas spirit back and saves the day. Oh, that's not nice. It's almost like teenage girls aren't nice to people. It's weird. Hey, that kid is creepy as fuck. That's true, though. <laughs> glad I'm glad I don't have any nieces or nephews that are creepy as fuck like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got one that's a vegan. That's about as bad as it gets. See, I can I can live with all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, real fur. No. I actually feel these people's pain. I have a, uh, my grandpa Tipton's second wife is, uh, a horrible nightmare of a beast woman. (laughs) And And occasionally somebody informs her of a family gathering and she shows up and everybody's like, Why? Did you allow her to come here? <laughs> oh, they left a baby in the car. That's not good. Well, I don't think it's going to overheat this particular time of year. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> Ah, the old suitcase to the door trick to make sure you get invited somewhere. I assume this is kind of a reference to uh, Aunt Edna and the original vacation. That's how I feel about it. I don't know why. There's there's the dad move right there. Yeah. 
diapers yeah. full hand, hand them to mom. <laughs> see, hand them off. See if you can get away with that. <laughs> well, not enough because we didn't know you were coming. <laughs> oh, there's tiny Noah guzzling that Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> I always get a kick out of these movies because there's always like this giant dining room with a huge table that all the people sit around and it's, everything looks perfect. And I'm like, I know like three houses in the world that actually look like this. Right. Well, and the crazy part is those, those big, speaking from experience, those big real wood tables with all the leaves that can expand like that yeah. are prohibitively expensive. Oh, They're yeah. outrageous. Yeah. No, like the, this house and all this money, like you, you, you're talking that we were discussing Jeff Bezos before. This is probably what his house looks like. <laughs> it's oh, this is this is what his garage probably looks like. I I just assume he has a thousand minimum wage employees holding up a piece of wood as he screams at them <laughs> to keep it level. <laughs> minimum wage. He's not paying them that much. It's off the books. Right. <laughs> on an offshore island so he can pay them whatever his new country's laws are. Yeah, dump that food onto the floor. I just... I love the fact that this family just fucking shows up and is just complete assholes to them. It's like, well, you could have not <laughs> you hated here so much. <laughs> God, that food looks good, though. It does. Right. I don't care if you can pronounce it or not. That's what I'm saying. She puts in all this effort. <laughs> Although she does at some point pretty much admit the fact that she does kind of put in all the effort just to rub it all in their faces, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, there's no good people in this movie, just so we're clear. Well, the baby. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Although he did already poop himself earlier. That's true. Said, so. These nieces are dicks. Yep. They're like, I will fuck you up talking about saying it like that. I just, I'm glad that my parents never did this to me with the whole, like, we're going to have assholes over to the house and force you to try to be nice to them. Because I would not have been able to when I was younger or now. Yeah, no. Or like ever in my life. It's not, I like, <laughs> I tried to put it off as like, oh, there's been certain times in my life when I wouldn't be able to. No. Yeah, we were kind of a rough and tumble family. So it just would have been like, nah, he was being an asshole. So I punched him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, we were always kind of lucky. I mean, besides uh, Maxine, the evil witch woman. <laughs> Everyone else in the family is pretty tolerable, if not nice. We've had it. We've had it, our share of issues. I can't deny that. But it's like uh, Christmas time. You're usually able to just kind of put it away. At least not go actively to be a dick like that. Oh my God, we had uh, this was a Thanksgiving a couple years ago. But my uncle works down in Texas and. He brought one of his coworkers back with him for the holidays. And we had him over at my mom's house for Thanksgiving. At some point when they were watching television, I was here from the living room. 
Oh, thank God Hillary didn't get elected. We'd be in big trouble right now. I just looked at Amanda. I'm like, I, I, I got. I have to go to a different room right now. I just can't. But if it's just that, you can at least go like, it's you know, it's not walking in and sitting at your dinner table and yelling at you because you don't own enough guns. <laughs> it's also it's true. Not, not quite that extreme. Oh. Share all the secrets. The dinner table. I, I was gonna say this is this is such a weird scene of like all he's really got all the best of intentions for the things he's asking for, and all these people react so badly to it. Right. I know. I don't like, understand. Like I think it's a really sweet letter. He's like, yeah. it's like. Well, that that may have not have been the good part. But. Uh, his dad, their dad clearly wishes they were boys. Yep, this is when he snaps. He's held it in too long. I was gonna oh, say God. that that kid is a spaz, though. <laughs> He's chill the fuck out. A little bit, but also, why did they let those kids do that all to him instead of stopping it in advance? Right. Not even in advance, like ten, 10 seconds in, be like, all right, we're going to cut this off. Just let it keep going for like three minutes. Yep. See? Ant gets it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just still in it. Fuck it. <laughs> that just means more chicken for me. So we got to figure out what we're going to do for Christmas dinner. Because we're not, you know, we're not going anywhere. So it's just the two of us. You should cook a Christmas sure. goose. Yeah. Just just cook anything and then just constantly refer to it as roast beast and chuckle. That's what I would do. <laughs> Solid. Solid plan. Well, stupidly, Amanda's work, the women decided they want to do a Biggest Loser until the end of January. But it started in like October. That's fucking dumb. She told him Sorry, that. They, just, you start that in January. And you uh, I agree. And uh, now they're regretting it. And Amanda's like, I told him beforehand. But So Amanda doesn't want to make like these big meals because then there's tons of food left over. She's, you know, but, trying but to that's, win. But, but the leftover food's what it's all about. It's I, I even, agree. It's, it's I agree. not even about the meal. It's about all them. All them scrumptious scraps in that refrigerator that you can walk by every 10 seconds and be like, mm, think I'm going to have me a turkey, cranberry sauce, mashed potato, gravy, bacon sandwich. Trust me. There was no leftover turkey sandwiches this year. I was not happy. I think that might be one of the main reasons I had a kid was because usually when we would do the big family dinners, all the food would get sent to my brother's house. And I'm like, no, no, no. I need some leftovers coming this way. If, if having a kid is what it takes. I'll do it. Oh my god! One time, my my mom's side of the family lives in this like super small town. Like, you sneezed driving through it, you would you would miss it. And they had like pretty much like a giant family dinner at this like town hall for Thanksgiving or Christmas or one of them. And it's sort of like potluck. Like everybody just bring your shit and put it all together. This one family lady walks in with a giant box of Tupperware thinking, oh, when we're done, we're just going to box all this shit up and take it home, even though it's a potluck. Everybody's just like, what the fuck? You don't fucking do that. 
<laughs> but if you I yell do... at her, then Adam Scott gives you a big lecture about it. So. Right? I do love oh, yeah. the There's, there's idea. the Amityville house to the left there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is some quality CGI work, eh? Right? Still, this looks really good, even in fucking DVD. <laughs> I love that in the mythos of this Christmas movie, it's like the second the last child in your neighborhood stops believing in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> fucking everyone gets butchered. <laughs> it's like, whoa. This That's terrifying. That's a terrifying snowman. I know. Like what? That snowman was put in there predictively, assuming that it was uh, things were going to go poorly. Oh, it's the Jamiroquai snowman. That's good. Useless. They damn have a new technology. No, no. Do, do the, give the listeners one more Christmas present. Don't sing. <laughs> I just what if what if the snowman started sliding around like the Jamiroquai video? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, you know what we should do as a podcast, I guess, is for horror fans to send out kits to make like horror houses for gingerbread houses. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, that's work though. So that idea will live and die right here on this podcast. Yeah, well, we're not going to do it, but if anybody else listening has their own podcast and you want to take the idea, Go for it. Go right ahead, yeah. Technically, you don't even have to have a podcast. Just You can just do it. That's fine. Listen, I don't want to get too ridiculous here. Probably but the only people listening to us are other podcasters. If you're <laughs> obligated. Well. It's possible. The fuck is knocking on the door in this storm? <laughs> oh, the DHL guy. That's fine. It's, it's hilarious to me that in the, in a world where it's like, oh, everything's gone to shit, nobody can do anything. Oh, yeah, the delivery guy will still figure it out. <laughs> yep. This random bag of stuff just sitting here. You should probably take it inside. Ho, 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 bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh... I'll make it political. Oh, my God. Remember the days when you cared about your boyfriend, girlfriend so much? It's like, oh, they haven't talked to me in like half an hour. Well, see, yeah, like when I was in high school, though, we didn't have cell phones yet so you're like calling yeah. their house and you're like well i called over there and her mom won't <laughs> let me talk to her again so i yeah i remember that remember long distance phone bills <laughs> i had a girlfriend that lived just outside of like the telephone range and our phone bill ended up being like enormous i do remember like being in high school and you'd like if you went on vacation and you'd have to like get your parents permission to call your girlfriend back home. Cause they're like, well, we're not, you can't just be doing that all the time. I got myself a $50 phone card. Sweet. 
Uh, righteous punishment. <laughs> this is what you get for trying to be a good girlfriend and go check on your boyfriend. It, it's technically what she being punished for taunting that Santa earlier. <laughs> well, she's she's also being a terrible teenage girl. <laughs> By teenage girl standards, I don't think she's done anything wrong yet. She's better well, than the other two that are in the living room wrestling at this moment. Un- unfortunately, Krampus doesn't grade on a curve. That means all teenage girls are doomed because they are all horrible. It's, it's kind of their thing. Teenage boys are pretty horrible too, but they're just not quite as malicious. Actually, pretty much everyone over the age of two. Kind of evil. <laughs> doesn't matter, boy, girl. I think there's a... There's kind of a roller coastery effect. No, I disagree. I think just because now that you're old, you think old people are the ones that aren't terrible. But when you were that age, you probably thought the adults were all terrible oh. and you were fine. There he is. First appearance of Krampus. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater and being like, I dig it. <laughs> Yeah, I love this. Just runs along all the top, all the rooftops. Yep. I don't even know if I would run. I'd probably just piss my pants in fear. I don't. I don't like to predict how I would react in a circumstance <laughs> such as this. I'm not sure I'm qualified to guess. Oh, poor DHL guy. <laughs> What did he do? He just brought presents for everybody. What did he do bad? I was going to say, I don't even live in this neighborhood, damn it. <laughs> no, I'm sure he was garbage. I'm, I'm on Krampus's side throughout most of this movie, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> Is hiding think, under the van really the best option, though? I don't. I, I was going to say, I think, unfortunately, most people are on uh, Krampus's side this movie. He's just more likable than anyone else. It, like, does his footsteps sizzle when he puts his foot down? The hoof is a nice touch, too. I, I really like this portrayal of Krampus. What about the 90,000 ripoff uh, movies, portrayals of Krampus? No, they're all garbage. I mean, I've only seen like two of them, and then I'm just like, I'm never watching a Krampus movie again unless Michael Doherty directs it. It's <laughs> probably not a bad idea. It's even like a Mother Krampus that came out like this year, I think. And it's just like, I. Stop it. The Asylum or the Asylum like studio. Oh, fuck them. Jack of the Boxes are always terrifying. Nope. Yeah, they're just inherently creepy. It's like, why do they exist? What is the what is the logic of this? Here's a toy that you can wind up, and it'll play some calming music, and then scare the shit out of your child. Yeah, I've never seen one single Jack of the Box. It's like, oh, that was fun. It's like, no, it's always terrifying. That's the purpose of their existence. I don't I don't know why they invented that toy. <laughs> well, Jamiroquai, Santa Claus, or is the Snowman is still good. Nope, he's got friends. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucking creepy it would be to just wake up and look out and there's just snowmen there that you didn't build? And then there's just more. <laughs> Keep multiplying. 
I was going to say the weirdest part, we had Jamiroquai Santa Claus, and then that second one looked like it was doing the robot. <laughs> it's virtual I, insanity, Noah. I, I think I'm finding the snowman less scary. <laughs> it's more like a sweet snowman dance party out on the lawn. I wonder if those were uh, inspired by the Calvin and Hobbes snowman comic strips back in the day. Uh there is definitely another Calvin and Hobbes reference in this movie that I read about in the trivia, but I can't remember what it is right now. The, so. the noodle incident. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm not a Calvin and Hobbes aficionado, so I don't know all these details. Yeah. I just remember them being a lot of fun when I was younger. I haven't read them in a long time. Just remember back when you used to get a portion of the newspaper from your parents every Saturday and read it because it was the only part in color, so it must have been fun. <laughs> well, you also needed it to make copies with your silly putty. That's a good point. Oh, that's true. Ooh, they look at each other like, wait a minute, maybe we're bad parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, really? Really, Dave Kackner? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Remember how mad they got at the kid at the dinner table for criticizing people? And now look at all of them talking to each other. Oh, see, Grandma knows. Got to keep that fire going. Yep. I love the fact that grandma's basically already figured it out and uh, she hasn't bothered to warn anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she shouldn't go see her boyfriend. There might be a Krampus out there. She's like, you remember when you shat on my grandson's dreams? Well, (laughs) you've summoned the devil. (laughs) It was Krampus. So we determine, is she Adam Scott's mom or supposed to be grandmother? Oh. I believe it's mom, and that makes me... It seems not quite right, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like it should be his grandma. But maybe because, he's the... Yeah. He's probably the last in a long line of children, let's assume. Oh, motherfucker. What? Well, I'm going to be behind you guys because my movie's buffering right now. (laughs) Oh, no. That's kind of funny, at least. (sighs) Yep, still buffering. Still going. All right. Good times. Well, we can can let you know that right now they're pulling up to the (laughs) snowplow. They got to get out and check on it. I bet you something bad has happened. That's my theory. Still buffering. What? This is great. Bet you wish you had a sweet DVD copy of this right now. (laughs) I am wishing I I had pulled out my Blu-ray copy. 
Although my laptop does not have a uh, disk drive, so. You okay. Get a sweet laptop like mine that has a disk drive that doesn't work, so. All right. What timestamp you at there, Noah? Uh, let's see. One second. These parts of the movie, to drag it back to an actual conversation about the movie, are surprisingly (laughs) dark, and they work quite well as far as like a being like a horror movie. And I respect that. So. So this is making for great commentary, but so are we at the part where they pull all the guns out of the car? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) If this was any other podcast, they'd find a way to fix that, but not us. Leave that all in. I love the fact that this movie kind of goes out of its way to point out how wrong everyone is about everything. (laughs) So, you know, they have the whole argument about you pack the guns on Christmas, in which... Well, the guy's kind of right. There is an emergency situation that it feels like a gun would be totally useful in. (laughs) And then it immediately moves forward to, nope, nope, guns are completely useless. You're just a fucking tool. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And nobody's right in this movie. Except for, I guess, Grandma. Not a one. Yeah, Grandma. Grandma's right. Although we already established that she let her granddaughter go out into the storm knowing full well what was coming and just didn't bother to say anything also true just just built a fire uh, i'll protect whoever has the good common sense to stay in the house oh sounds in the attic are always a good thing Stop putting the camera on the weird kid. I want to see the weird kid. (laughs) Grandma doesn't look as concerned as she should look, though, right? Right? It's like, well, I built this fire to keep Krampus from coming down the chimney, but apparently there's still some shit going on. (laughs) I like that she's looking up it. (laughs) I don't know why I find that entertaining. When I was a child, goat demon killed my entire village. This is very similar, but meh, it could be something else. I feel like you're doing a racist Jewish accent right now, and that's inappropriate on at least two levels. (laughs) More more Eastern European than Jewish. I disagree. (laughs) That's one of the levels it was inappropriate on. (laughs) Again, that, that's cool fucking atmosphere the way they've got that yeah. interior looking all frosty and shit I like it our first gingerbread <laughs> man right outstanding but I will take a bite of this well you know it's still a gingerbread man Oh, look, here's their prom picture laying on the floor in the living room. Well, what do you do? Yeah. I'm sure I'm glad I never went to prom, so there's not still just a picture of me in 
a suit with my high school girlfriend hanging in my parents' living room because <laughs> it would probably still be there. Well, that done that done fucked up the chimney. There's a boot and then a stocking. I was gonna say that's gonna fuck you up. It's like destroyed chimney that clearly was destroyed from the inside and a hoof print. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, even if there is a perfectly reasonable non supernatural explanation for that, what? What in the fuck could it be? It's still bad. It's like somebody shoved a horse down the chimney. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah. There's no good outcome from this search right now. Oh, uh, man. I'm like freezing just looking at this snow. Yeah. I know. It's like, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to have to put up with this for another month. Oh, the old Jaws scene? There we go. I like it, man. There's always this weird moment when something's being pulled down like this. I'm like, are you sure you want to pull him up and let him just bleed to death there? Because you don't know how to stop it if his legs have been torn off. (laughs) Put him out of his misery. Go for it. Yeah, like what happens? You pull him up, he's got two stumps instead of legs. Like, what do you do? Yeah. I was going to say, I do love the fact that it goes from Jaws reference immediately to Tremors reference. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say Bugs Bunny, but you might be right. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Lucinda. I like that Krampus is a bit of a dick. It's just kind of having fun with this whole thing. Like, I'm not just going to come in and kill everyone. I, I, like little, I like to have a little game about it. Yeah. And that way Krampus is a little bit like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> oh, Grandma's got, Grandma's got these scissors from us, apparently, in her, her grasp. <laughs> Even screaming and yelling. What happened? Oh, nothing. Screaming on getting weapons. (laughs) Probably a bear trap under the snow. It's just. I love the idea that he doesn't understand the city well enough to know that we don't have bear traps in our front yards. (laughs) Let me put this tiny piece of gauze on here. You're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you making it? She's like, yeah, I don't know if there's much point in that. Yeah, keep that fire hot. Whoop, whoop. 
It is fun to be the drunk aunt or uncle hanging out with the children sometimes. You never know. God. You love that child. I hope that kid. She's just going to give that horrible child booze. That's not going to make him better behaved. I hope that kid is on Cameo. I need to get you a happy birthday greeting or something. Just him mouth breathing. I'm sure he's he's just as pretty as an adult. Yeah, she she was safe under a DHL ban, but somebody put a fucking jack in the box under there like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, keep that fire going. Stoke it up. Keep that fire hot. I like how she's proposing Dead. the uh, the ending to the mist and it's still it's still not good enough for this movie oh he's oh, got the gun too for the end of the mist that's not good Oof. Hey kids, hey! <laughs> Nothing wrong. <laughs> Don't mind us loading guns. Loading guns, taping your dad's leg up. No problems. <laughs> That's what you do on a camp out is watch a movie. Oh no. They don't look like the kind of people who genuinely rough it driving around in that truck. (laughs) It's called a camper, sir. (laughs) Where do they get all that wood to board up the windows from? Uh, That's the magic Christmas wood. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to ask those questions, Brian. You take all well, the fun out of the movie. Well, trust me, there's plenty of fun to be had. Now you got me thinking about it. And I'm like looking at the wood to see if it's like old doors, but it's not. It's just boards that they had dozens of in the basement for some reason. <laughs> hey guys, guess what? what? I'm buffering. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have talked that shit. Goddamn it, Voodoo. You guys remember at the beginning when you were making fun of me and saying I should have just streamed the movie instead of going through all that effort finding a disc? This DVD is my Christmas miracle. Getting to watch the movie start to finish. (laughs) I was even able to turn on subtitles after we had started watching without having to push make any noise 
Yes, son, we're gonna die. Sorry to tell you. And you know what? It's all your fault, you little shit. It's. I like when when parents are always like, "No, we're not gonna die." And it's like, I just want a movie where the kid goes, "Yeah, well, can you explain to me how you know that?" Because it feels like we're gonna die, and I just don't think you're qualified to answer the question, Dad. Yeah, it's time for bed, you know. In the eternal night that we live in now. It's, it's time for bed is how parents politely say to kids, you're getting a little annoying. <laughs> start start rebuffering again there now? It's still going. Oh, Jesus. I imagine this is a very popular movie being streamed this time of year. Awesome. For the listeners at home, we've we've picked a Saturday night to do this. So. <laughs> Technology. Yeah, just let me look through my binoculars out this window here to see what... Oh, no, it's all just white. (laughs) Uh, Who the fuck fell asleep and didn't keep the fire going? Keckner. Yeah, you know it was going to be Keckner. Only the guy that constantly talks about being prepared is going (laughs) to screw up this bad in a movie like this. I still think the ants got the right thing. Under these circumstances, just find a bottle of stuff you enjoy, get back and enjoy the holiday for a while. <laughs> How pissed are you if your grandma, though, at this point, when you find out? <laughs> I fucking, all I said was keep the fire going. Was it really that complicated? We're all cold anyway. You should have been wanting to do it. Yeah, y'all didn't listen. If you would have said we weren't going to keep it up, I would have stayed awake. What's your what's your stamp at, Brian? Uh, forty six, forty five. Okay. Again, I know I've already brought this up a couple of times, but I just got to give them kudos for how good they're able to pull off horror atmosphere in the middle of all this ridiculousness. So so is the hook coming down right now for you guys? It it is. Okay. So this is actually a reference to like Iceland Christmas stuff. Yeah. Uh, On the 23rd of December, there is a weird troll who puts a hook down your chimney to steal the meats you're smoking for Christmas. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the gingerbread man that's used to lure fat children to the chimney? What, what country is that from? I think that is just straight up them going kids like gingerbread man. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight up American is what that is. Kids in America are fat. Just tease them with a the cookie. They'll go right to the chimney. 
That stuff, for, for listeners at home, if you've never read anything about the Yule Lads, which is like, Iceland doesn't have a Santa Claus. They have 13 creepy dudes that show up to your house and do weird shit and leave you a present in your shoe. <laughs> you should read up on that shit, because it's terrifying. Gingerbread man brain. <laughs> This would you be if you're a sentient gingerbread man, though? And you have to go through all this, and you're like, why do I got to be the bait again? Uh, that was sad. That's the last we're going to see of the weird kid. I don't know if it is that sad. It's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Love that Tony Collette's the only one who actually jumps into action. This... If this was rated R, they could have added in the uh, the Yule lad who carries around a set of sheep's lungs and slaps people with them. Of course. Why? Because Iceland's the fucking best. <laughs> Iceland's awesome. Those guys really should have watered their tree more. Right? That flammable. <laughs> Something's pulling one of your kids up the chimney and the gingerbread man freaks you out? Uh, let's be honest. Sentient gingerbread man would freak you out regardless of the circumstances. Oh, uh, no. Good, Weird kid. Good riddance. <laughs> You're going to have dreams about him tonight, but Noah. He, oh, he, that shoe falling he, down is some dark shit. <laughs> Oh, my weird kid. <laughs> I do like in that scene, too, that the person who had the common sense to go get the fire extinguisher and put out the giant raging inferno in the corner was one of the children. Well, Adam Scott told him to. Yeah. Get the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Yeah, assholes. I told you to keep the fire hot. I was sorry, I just get pissed, start throwing stockings in the fire. You deserve none of this. <laughs> what a bitch. I really like this part of the movie, too. This little flashback is super fun, the way it's told. It's like, all of a sudden, this part of the movie will just be directed by Tim Burton for no good reason. <laughs> well, and it's a weird cross of, like, uh, Rankin and Bass and, like... Uh... Yeah. Almost like I'm a sure. puppet show. Sure, Michael Doty was like, well, I mean, it's a Christmas movie. We have to have some stop motion looking stuff in it. Yeah. It looks really good, though. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I'm really surprised by how good this movie looks for some reason. I don't know why. Either. I think I had a pretty decent budget from what I remember. 
I don't recall off the top of my head. There's no way to look it up now, so I'll just have to go with all that information. It's gone forever. The technology doesn't exist. Imagine being a kid and you've ripped up your own child's doll in front of them. <laughs> well, well, this whole situation's where they're like, go get the bread. And she goes and she gets attacked by like a group of people. And she comes up and she's like, I was assaulted and they took the bread. And they're like, you bitch. <laughs> you failed us. You failed us. It's like maybe uh, one of the adults should have gone and got the bread. Right. Budget was $15 million. Oh, This looks really good for $15 million. Right. Yeah. It made $61 million at the box office, so... Well, I'm sure all three of success. us saw it in theaters. Of course. Pretty much any time Michael Doty does anything, I'm like, yes. I will watch it in the theaters, except for Godzilla vs. King Kong, because that's going straight to HBO Max. Well, no, I think it's going to be in theaters as well. Did he do King of the Monsters? Am I thinking the wrong one? Well, if... Uh... AMC doesn't go out of business. They just made that announcement that they think that they're going to be in rough spot if they don't get a whole bunch more money by January. Yeah. Let's keep happy thoughts in our head. You guys remember back when it was just normal to go to the theater and we all saw this? That was fun times. So let's talk about that. Oh, I was wrong. Adam Adam Wingard did Godzilla versus Kong. It was King of the Monsters, that Michael Doty did. There. So I did see that one in the theaters. Oh, evil Krampus shadow. I like that. Something cool about the eyes showing the fire from behind through it. <laughs> that wink makes me nervous. I get that that's him <laughs> saying, I, I'm leaving you to tell the story, but instead it was like, hey. A wink. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, <laughs> hey, child afraid in her bedroom. I wonder if they sell that Krampus bell. I would totally put that on my Christmas tree. It's pretty cool looking. Oh, you can God. get one. God damn. <laughs> Fucking Kackner. You can get one that's uh, a replica from Etsy for 50 cents. Oh, I'm sure that's well crafted. Says it's metal and it jingles. What's the shipping on that? Is it one of those deals? <laughs> 50 cents? $400 oh, shipping. Buffering again. Doesn't uh, say a shipping fee. Do you want Do you want another good news, Brian? What? I started buffering at the exact oh, same time that you did. Fucker. No, we're going to be so far behind. And Doug's do Doug's timestamp is unreliable. I don't know even know how to find it. To be honest, I could pause my movie and we could. Stop the recording. And... Nope. 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 Back. <laughs> it's going to be way more complicated. 
listeners are just gonna have to deal with our buffering internets. Mine's still gone, so. I like this scene because I like that now we're playing into horror tropes as well as Christmas tropes with the Keckner being like, "We have to, I'm just going to leave and you guys can't stop me. That must be nice. I, I haven't got to see that scene yet. Yeah. Now they're finally agreeing to keep the fire hot because, you know, it only takes a couple of deaths to start listening to Grandma. <laughs> oh, now it's Christmas Eve. Oh, there's something entertaining. They're doing the close-ups of the Christmas tree now that's all burnt shit. I find it very funny. <laughs> it's super weird to try to do a commentary track when you guys aren't watching the movie. <laughs> right? I'm jumping forward like a minute to try to get to where you are here. But the problem is every time I jump, it buffers. <laughs> <laughs> Worst commentary ever. Yeah. All right, what's you on, Doug? Ruining, I can't believe we're ruining people's Christmas this way. <laughs> Grandma's just explaining to the kids that it's not what they do at Christmas. It's what they believe that uh, brings Krampus. So. Well, that's a good descriptive scene. Let me know when they hit the 24 on the advent calendar. Past that. You're past that? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, what's going on right now? Somebody has like a map of the city out. Um, Scott's planning an escape. <laughs> this is such bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <sighs> you know how I say I always listen to the episodes? I may have to yeah. skip this one. <laughs> I don't blame you. I find movies like this a bit confusing because it's always like, well, if you believed in Santa, then it would solve the problem. However, yeah. wouldn't Krampus showing up cause you to believe in Santa? Seems like it would. Like, I jumped forward going. and it's the evil toys attempting to get out of the boxes. Am I close to you, Doug? You're a little ahead of me. Oh. Well, then I'll press pause and you tell me when that scene happens. <laughs> <laughs> so she's literally sitting there right now with all the like half open boxes and she can hear things moving inside them and she's holding it up to her head right now this you know, is the most direct commentary ever <laughs> it's like one of those Arnold Schwarzenegger commentaries you know this is how we did the trick or treat one and it worked perfectly fine I don't know what the fuck is going on It's a Saturday and we're back in COVID hell, so all the internets are getting sucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I went to jump ahead and I'm stuck in buffering hell again. Okay. Well, people at home, I'm I'm hoping your holiday is going good. 
it's um no no so they're doing typical explaining the escape route right now scene and uh no if you're got your hand over that play button the boxes are all moving around right now Oh, everything's rattling. We're going to get killer toys here in just a second. <laughs> and more snowmen are showing up. Those snowmen are getting creepier. I no longer think it's a dance party. Oh. <laughs> this kid's a pretty good actor, right? Like, the main kid. Like his reaction when he just saw Krampus for the first time is quite solid. My God, come on, Voodoo, catch up. All right, if you could not complain into the mic, better for the rest of us to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Goatman. Why is that Goatman on that roof? What's your time, Sam, now, Noah? I'm at... One hour and 47 seconds. And as for Doug, the two girls are walking down the hallway. Yep. We're, we're yeah. in about the right spot. Okay. Yeah, that's where the picture shows up when I click on my timeline. Now, if it would just stop buffering, I would be joining you guys. Girls are going up into the attic to get attacked by the demonic toys. I'm so excited. Which, if you hear demonic toys up in your attic, <laughs> with all, the, all the shit going on, wouldn't you just be like, let's not go up into the attic? Yeah. At this point, they're just having fun with the horror movie tropes, right? Of course. It's, I remember seeing this for the first time and seeing these toys. I don't know. I lost my shit in the theater. I was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> Just because I was not at all prepared for it. <laughs> like, you're you're expecting evil toys, but you're not expecting that angel with the horrible <laughs> tongue. <laughs> all right. Give me a give me a timestamp there, Noah. Uh 10204. God damn it. Uh, listening to Brian suffer is the favorite part of the holidays so far. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Well, I might as well jump ahead even more so that. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I would jump a minute ahead, and then by the time it buffers, you pause it. And then you catch it. This thing's been buffering like for like a minute at a time. <laughs> Worst commentary track of all time. Ever, ever. No, but movie's good, which is what's important. <laughs> exactly. I love the accuracy of that scene where he calls the dog and the dog's like, no, just goes in the other room. <laughs> just like, no, this isn't happening. It's the most realistic thing that's happened in the movie yet. Right. That's exactly what my dog would do. I'd be like, help, I'm being attacked. And that dog would be like, well, then I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I ain't going down with you. Come on, get to the toys. They're 
establishing the atmosphere, building to the moment. I got a lot of shit in that upstairs. Also, that lantern thing that they just showed, you'd think somebody would have gone and got that when the lights all went out. It's the purpose of owning those things, isn't it? Oh my god, this fucking thing. We're right about the part of the movie where all hell's gonna break loose, too. It's where things get super <laughs> the, fun. The shredded boxes. <sighs> it's about to be a grudge match between Keckner and a bunch of fucking gingerbread men. <laughs> that gingerbread man hiding in the gingerbread house is just, I don't know why, but it's super entertaining to me. <laughs> and one of the gingerbread men is uh Seth Green. Seth Green, right, yeah. So fucking random. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I love Adam well, Scott's reaction. Well, it's just the it's just the fact that it's one of the gingerbread men, not all of them. Yeah, just just the one. Oh, that Jack in the Box. That's fucking awesome. I really like it. I almost, well think you could, I almost think you could do a whole horror movie that's just nothing but the horrible Jack in the Box. Yeah. Gingerbread man with a nail gun. To this day, I've never grabbed a nail gun and just fired it blankly like this to see if it would actually could actually be used to, this way. Oh. Nail gun to the leg. I like this, the the dueling battles going on, one upstairs, one downstairs. It's kind of fun. Just that evil fucking baby thing that's just goddamn horrible. I'm not even sure what that thing used to be. <laughs> Bear! That's fantastic. Ugh. God, that angel. <laughs> so yeah, you're just a bit behind me there then, no. Because I'm watching the fucking... Uh, gingerbread man on fire right now and it's awesome <laughs> I like that they the way they shot those gingerbread men on fire because it reminded me a lot of like a a real burn scene from a movie where you like you light the guy and you film him running around for a second and then you cut away so that they can fucking put him out <laughs> they did that even though it was completely unnecessary
<laughs> Teddy bear. It is sort of weird that as a society we've decided bears are these cute cuddly things that we'll make our kids sleep with and it's like but in real life you That's... probably shouldn't do it. Also one of my favorite horror movie creatures of all time, the stab robot. Yeah, just a robot designed for stabbing. Yeah. What's wrong with that? The dog just saved the day on on the actual time of the movie we're supposed to be at, if anyone wants to know. (laughs) By eating a flaming fucking gingerbread man. Yeah, so I'm like five seconds behind you or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That is a creepy fucking jack-in-the-box thing. Or stab robot. Mm. I, I would say I would also watch a movie that was nothing but stab robot, but uh, I've seen Heart. Yeah, I was going to say we. I'm sure we'll cover stab robot in on this podcast if we haven't already. What's your uh, What's your timestamp there, Noah? Mine uh, is minute nine and three seconds but i'm about five seconds behind <laughs> or sorry an hour nine minutes yeah so what's her face got an axe she's going after the jack in the box yep all right she she misses spoiler alert guys <laughs> oh should I jump ahead 10 seconds? Oh! <laughs> Tony Collette got herself a gun. Just the... I, I think the fact that the mom doesn't realize that big big evil jack-in-the-box is, is a horrible monster, but it's also made of cloth, and if it just swallowed your daughter, hitting it in the body with an axe... <laughs> Not a Probably good the end of your daughter. <laughs> All right, everybody looking up at the ceiling, wondering what the fuck's going on. Yep. Okay. Glad we could all participate in this awesome commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <sighs> I had to switch over to Amazon. Voodoo is being a piece of shit. <laughs> I just got my ass kicked by a bunch of Christmas cookies. It's a great line of dialogue. I don't care who you are. The dog's in on the fight now, at least. Yeah, set him into the ducks. Do it. That's what you do, man. That's what they did in the people under the stairs. I don't see why you That's wouldn't right. do it here. It's good enough for them. It's good enough for this movie. I kind of want to see a movie where... Uh, Ketchner there is driving a water runner in a gimp suit because I just think he'd handle that well. Well, I did hear they're doing a remake of People Under the Stairs, so. Well, we'll see how they go with that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yep, there's your giant jack in the box. Yeah. Like, can you just take a knife and like cut him open? You would think so. Get all those people out. You just stay away from that creepy tongue of it. God, it's so fucking awesome looking though. I know. I know you were already discussing all this while I was having buffering issues, but well, all the monsters in this always look so fucking awesome. Like whatever this well, fucking angel thing is. <laughs> I like that they didn't feel obligated to keep them like actual size. They just did whatever worked. Yeah. Because the teddy bear is like, you know, the size of a teddy bear. Well, now the ant decides she's all a badass. <laughs> I love that the angel gets stuck in the wreath. And now I'm closer. I think I'm only like a second behind you now. And the elves are coming. I thought Seth Green played one of the elves, not one of the gingerbread men. Oh. Maybe Noah was lying. Maybe. Whatever. Seth Green's in here somewhere, and he's small enough he could be a gingerbread man, so... Well, I'm sure if you did a gingerbread man, you would just be the voice. That's uh, <laughs> apparently the the elf things, the uh, the Krampus's little helper doodads, yeah. are also some kind of Icelandic thing that are kind of similar to garden gnomes that they put out. Oh yeah. Well, there's like a, a weird amount of people in Iceland who believe in like gnomes and elves. To the point where, like, when they build roads, they build them around certain rocks because they're like, oh, maybe an elf lives under that. Oh, no. No, I was right. He, Seth Green was was a voice of one of the gingerbread men. Yeah. Doubting me just because I'm wrong all the time. No, because I just always thought heard I thought he would play one of the elves. But uh, Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame also does the voice of Clumpy. Oh, yeah. So. I think there was. I think if you paid close enough attention, there's other references to Rick and Morty as well. Like there might be like a Rick and Morty picture hanging in the kid's bedroom or something weird like that. Like, I just want a movie of just these elves breaking into people's houses and kidnapping children. Seems like yeah. that could that could be its own movie. A lot of stuff in this movie could be its own movie. Look at how creepy that yeah. fucker is. <laughs> I love. I I just love the aesthetic and the idea of these creatures that clearly aren't human wearing the wooden masks and yeah. most of them are human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The, we'll see it later. The Krampus mask. Where it's like this Oof. weird, like melted version of Santa. It's like fucking weird looking. The first time I saw it, I thought it wasn't a wood mask. I thought it was supposed to be like a skin mask. That it's Krampus <laughs> Santa's face. <laughs> the leather face of Christmas characters. I mean, that would be pretty awesome, too. It's such a great song choice for this scene. Did you guys ever read the follow-up comic book? 
I did not. No, I know it exists. I don't even Apparently, know if I knew there was one. Like, you know, there's some controversy about how this movie ends, whether it's supposed to be a happy ending or a dark ending, and the comic book kind of confirms the happy ending, apparently. Oh, well, right. I kind of prefer the dark ending, so... Me too. Well, so I had always assumed the dark ending until somebody explained to me the happy ending, and once I heard that one, I was like, oh, well, damn it, that makes more sense. Like, it fits better. It does, but it's not as much fun. It makes it more into a Christmas movie. Uh, must not be available on uh, digital comics. Because with the happy ending, it's essentially a kid who's, you know, minor spoiler, I guess, but he gets his faith back and his Christmas spirit back and saves the day, which makes this basically have the same ending as Elf. But... I kind of prefer the dark ending. I do like badass grandma just decides to stand up yeah. to the fucking Krampus. Fuck you. Yeah. Maybe Krampus could lose a few pounds, wouldn't destroy chimneys when he went and slid down them. Well, I'm not sure he's that considerate. <laughs> Why is he coming down head first? Well, I suppose with those horns, it'd be a bitch to get out if you came down feet first. I guess that's true. Logistically God. speaking, I'm not sure those horns would have fit in any way. I'm fuck, uh, kind of looking, though. Fuck you, I'm Santa Ornament. I'm that in this movie, not a single time does Krampus just whip the shit out of a kid with a birch branch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look at that fucking Krampus. It's pretty badass. Yeah. They do a good job of like covering up the fact that they're creating something objectively ridiculous, so you just don't show its face, you know? Yeah. Krampus, like, I remember you. Ugh, that fucking tongue, that's gross. Like, yeah, came back. At the fucking bell. I'm trying to remember exactly what the lines of dialogue were, though. Like, did he come back specifically to get Grandma? Or is it just a weird coincidence that she's experiencing Krampus twice in her, in her life? I don't know. It's one of the weird things is I've always had so much fun watching this movie that it's never really occurred to me to analyze it very much. <laughs> like, what does the mythology mean? Yeah. Oh no, graboids. Now, why is he holding the gun when we've clearly demonstrated that the ant is the best shot by a long shot? Well, the ant got taken by the elves, so... Oh, right, yeah, sorry. She gone. It's so hard to keep track of shit in this movie. <laughs> I guess he has the most experience shooting something underground. <laughs> he did it earlier. 
Well, it's when it comes to shooting something that's crawling around underground like Bugs Bunny, you took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> Apparently, having done it once is the most experience. Like, it's. Like, well, I'm off to die now, so you guys go ahead. I always find little funny things in this too. Like their whole plan is to get to the snowplow and it's like, I've never been in the front of a snowplow. Are they easy to drive? Is it just like driving a car or is it a lot more complicated? I don't know. It's a lot more complicated. I I was getting ready to say, because if they're set up more like a semi than a regular car, you ain't getting shit if you don't know how to do it. Yeah, like it, it takes a while to learn how to drive those things, I think. I like that the front window is conveniently cleaned off. It's not cleaned off. It's broken in. No, Smashed right. in from earlier. So. Oh, bye-bye. It's, it's going to be very cold to sit on that seat is what it means. Hope you're oh. wearing them thermal underwears. All right. Crab boys got her. We got to go. And gone. I think Tony Collette was like, I don't want to do that whole being pulled through the snow thing. Can we just do a shot of my face that falls out of frame? Just slightly more uh, renowned than the other actors in this film. (laughs) Have a little bit of pull. Yeah, got to drive a stick. Got to push the clutch in, son. Oh, fucking elves again. I love it because there's just so many different threats that could show up. You really don't know what the next thing's going to be. Yeah. I just, I appreciate the fact that even though they're committing gruesome murders that all the bad guys in this are just having a great time <laughs> yeah i respect it oh Crabboy, it's equal opportunity you have to remember too that the credit for the way that they're killing everyone and having a good time goes to krampus as the leader he sets the <laughs> he sets the standard by having such a great time fucking with people before he kills them he really has a top-down management style <laughs> yeah. I, know, I doubt those elves are unionized or anything. Yeah, I got your letter. It's like, oh. It's really a, a Bond villain move by Krampus here that costs him his win. <laughs> he was dominating this game, and then he's like, see, this is all happening because of your letter. And the kid's like, oh, I'll just go back to having Christmas spirit then. Problem solved. <laughs> The best way to not revive my Christmas spirit? Don't give me a Christmas bell, bitch. So how fucked would it be if like the movie just ended right here? I actually think that's a pretty good ending. Just, Just lives in eternal winterland now? Well, no. 
they just the next day the blizzard ends and he wanders off and lives a normal life until his piece of shit grandchildren stop believing in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> That's the family curse. Just gets passed down the line. I would move somewhere like Hawaii. Like, well, maybe if it never snows, I'll be okay. <laughs> well, and the good news is that if you ever woke up and it was eternal winter outside, you could be like, oh, Krampus is coming. That's All right, true. everybody. Bat in oh. the hatches. Jack in the box, still around. Look at this fucking sleigh. It's pretty badass. I love this whole fucking setup. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of language. The the way this is shot, this scene right here with all the close-ups of the face, and it, doesn't it come off as almost like a orgy, like a bacchanalian style thing, like uh, eyes wide shut? Yeah, it's some unholy thing going on. Kind of harkens back to the uh, werewolf scene from Trick or Treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was an orgy in the air cut, and then they had to get rid of it. <laughs> uh, we have a problem with the elf it's, orgy. It's, the way Krampus has this elf bent over here seems inappropriate for a PG-13 movie. Fine. Uh, Those things are cool looking, too. Yeah. He's like, ha ha ha, you learned nothing. You gave back the Christmas gift I gave you, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You are the worst kind of person, a re-gifter. <laughs> so this is my portal to hell. <laughs> God, I feel like there's a lot of uh, tones from like the winter scene in the movie Legend going on oh, in this yeah. especially with <laughs> the big dude with the giant horns oh those fucking faces they're creepy looking man like if you yeah. made this into a legit straightforward horror movie you could have those same bad guys yeah like krampus and the elves maybe not the toys and the fucking gingerbread man <laughs> I like that Krampus is thinking about it. I don't know. Like, look at my horrible goat eyes. Let me touch. Let me touch your face with my creepy finger. I'll trade you your family for one of your tears. <laughs> seems to be the deal. Now, off to my slave mines. <laughs> you know, like in Temple of Doom. Well, you can take her. She's kind of a bitch. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, and he just fucking starts laughing at the kid's face. I remember when you thought you were saving the day, but then I didn't let you save the day and I killed your cousin <laughs> in front of you. And bye-bye. What? Oh, damn it, he learned his lesson. Now I don't get to kill the child. 
Uh, fuck it, I'll trap him in a snow globe. Don't give a fuck. Krampus is stone cold. And once again. Nice happy ending. It's going to rush out of bed and be like, is my Jamiroquai snowman still out there? (laughs) Eric's just ground him for listening to Jamiroquai music enough to know what the (laughs) snowman would look like. (laughs) Not this house, son. How dare you. Yeah, neighborhood looks good. Not total nuclear winter going on. Be fucked up if he opens this and like fucking Krampus just comes out. Be fun. Advent calendars are such weird things. Yeah, we got one. I never really thought much about them, but Amanda's family used to do them, so she likes to have it up every year. Yeah. You guys don't just have the ones where you rip it open to get a chocolate every day? No. That's the normal ones. Ours is like a magnet board that goes up on the fridge. Yeah. Which Pope? She's non-specific. That way the movie feels timeless. I kind of want that robot shirt. I'm not going to lie. It looks like it might be a whole robot jammy set. Yeah. Oh, I take that back, actually. Red pants and a blue shirt. That's not a matching set. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, creepy grandma. I know. I know people like the uh, the dark ending, but the happy ending's kind of fucked up, too. <laughs> <laughs> o- only in the fact that it's not like, oh, I learned to believe in Santa again, and now everything's good. No, it's like, you all get one more fucking shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watching you. Yeah. Nice little muskrat taxidermy. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you would do with that if somebody gave you one of those. You're like, it's not going on the mantle in the living room. I know that. Oh my god, that would go in the middle of the fucking dining room table. <laughs> what if grandpa from the Lost Boys made it for him? <laughs> yeah, outstanding. Nothing I could stomach about Christmas is all the goddamn vampires. <laughs> That's right. You get your shitty little Krampus bell. It's an awesome Krampus bell. That's true, but he gets it for being a shitty little kid. Guess what? You're stuck in a snow globe. So you think it's a punishment like Oh, you love Christmas so much, then how about you get to experience Christmas every day for the rest of your life, stuck in a oh. snow globe? No, I think everything's back to normal, and they get to move on with their lives. They're just now being watched by Krampus, so as long as oh. they don't uh, 
long so as they don't, don't fuck up again, then they just get to go on and be happy people. Not happy people, so, but like they were before. So is the snow globe more of like a like a security camera, maybe? Like he's watching? That's, I think that's yeah. how it's meant to be taken, yeah. Okay. I thought maybe they were trapped in there forever. That's the, again, the dark version that I like is that they... Yeah. Nothing good is really happening. Yeah. I mean... The best ending would have been they once again went with the Krampus mythos and it just ends with them all chained up in like a coal mine. <laughs> That'd be fun. Maybe not fun. Yes. You harvest coal now for all of the bad kids. And from what I remember, I think the Psycho House is supposed to be in one of these snow globes somewhere. Yeah, I know there's supposed to be references to other movies in the snow globes, but I don't never been able to really pick them out. Uh, <laughs> ah, such a fun movie. I really enjoy it. The, the, I really have no complaints about the whole Two thirds I got to watch. Yeah, I was gonna say my favorite part was the buffering. <laughs> <laughs> you never see the buffering coming. It just comes oh, out yeah. of <laughs> the biggest surprise of the movie yeah all the effects are super amazing the the story's good like yeah i agree there's there's not really anything to complain about no, it's very similar to like trick-or-treat it's like the perfect movie for the holiday you know what i mean like yeah like maybe this isn't the perfect christmas movie per se but it's a good christmas horror movie it's you know it's dark enough that it appeals to that horror fan inside me but it's also kind of just fun enough that you can actually enjoy it around the holidays without feeling kind of bad about it yeah. I always thought one of the funniest things I've ever noticed is of the dissenters the people that I know that aren't into this movie they always say things like well I mean it's no gremlins and it's like well yeah it's no fucking gremlins gremlins one of the best fucking movies ever made <laughs> like yeah yeah it's not that it is not a, a fucking timeless classic made by a genius. Like, <laughs> although, in the interest of fairness, like I don't remember where we ranked them last year when we were doing our lists, but like this is a better Christmas horror movie than Gremlins is. Gremlins is a better overall movie, I think. Right. But this one handles it, the whole it, Christmas season better. Yeah, it leans heavier into the Christmas theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, again, it works as a Christmas movie with the kid getting his Christmas spirit back at the end, learning to appreciate his family and all that stuff. That's all typical Christmas movie stuff that we, you know, Gremlins really doesn't have any of that. It just happens to be Christmas when it happens. It's a fun setting, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and you get to see a guy cut a Gremlin's head off with a sword. It's pretty awesome. Not one Gremlin gets put in a microwave. I'm going to watch Gremlins when we're done here. <laughs> oh, should have done a Gremlins commentary. Yeah, it's always next year. There's all sorts. There's all sorts of stuff we need. I need. I need a movie about the uh, the Yule Lads because that movie would be super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So there's, these are the ones that send the hook down for your smoked meats. Yes. So yeah. there's there's the bomb, which is a horrible like troll ogre thing that kind of does the same thing that Krampus does. She goes out and collects the naughty children and butchers them and turns them into stew. Uh, 
her husband is just a weird lazy guy. That's a weird part of the mythos. <laughs> There's a giant black cat that uh, eats children who did not get new clothes for to wear on Christmas Day. So yeah. I feel like that was just thrown in there as an excuse for parents to be like, that's why you get clothes. Yeah, it's just so the kids don't bitch when they get it. Well, at least I'm not going to yeah. die. Oh, socks. You better wear those socks or the giant fucking cat's going to end you. I fucking love giving clothes to kids just to watch their reaction on Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah, but then, then the rest of the year, you put a shoe in a window and these 13 brothers come to your house and do their weird, creepy shit and then give you a little present. Kind of <laughs> like Hanukkah, I guess. But it's nuts. Like, the first one comes to your house and sucks on your sheep's boobs and steals their milk, <laughs> leaves you something. And then like the second one comes into your house and steals all your pots and pans. Cause he likes to eat the little crusties that are left in there. And one Gross. of them comes to your house and licks all the spoons. One, sure smel- that- one smells your doorway. You sure that crusty one just isn't scrubbing bubbles. Like they're real fucked. One of them uh, steals sausages, breaks in your house, and takes the sausages. Well, I can see that. But those are the good ones. Those are the ones that leave you treats. And then there are the bad ones that do weird things, like uh, lick the dung channel in your cow pen. Gross. And uh, like I said, one carries around wet sheep's lungs and slaps people with them. That one's my favorite. Yeah, sheep lung guy. One of them's name, literally translated to English, means little balls. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but I'm assuming it's not good. Sits around denying rumors is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> right. It does not mean little balls. You shut your mouth. Oh, dedicated to his grandma. Yeah, apparently she passed away, like, during the filming or something. I read weird trivia about that. Not weird trivia. Sad. Yeah, such a good movie. So I'm glad we got a chance to sort of watch it, I guess. <laughs> Doug got a good chance to watch it on his, it. his mint DVD. I even got to watch the uh, trailer for Kindergarten Cop 2 before I turned it on. So. Ooh. Oh look! If you guys do buy the DVD, it comes with a commentator, commentary from Mike Doherty, so you can. <laughs> after you're disgusted by it and frustrated by this garbage commentary that we're putting out, you guys can go back and listen to that. Uh, uh, I love that they're like, "Oh, so they had buffering problems? Did they just start it over and go get now? They just talked just about all the problems through. on the commentary." You- you know what the fucking funniest thing would be is if you turned on their commentary and it's just 47 minutes of Doherty going, God damn it, it's buffering. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, it looks like it's, uh, it's Doherty and then the two writers. So it's three guys probably in three locations, probably watching it streaming, I assume, right? <laughs> Not, not, I'm sure they have like a studio where they have a proper projection set up and everybody has good mics. And, you know, somebody uh, checked the quality of the stream before they started trying to commentary on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, to be a professional. 
Not in this podcast. Listen, we can all bicker and argue about who does what, but we can all agree that we had fun and it was Krampusy. <laughs> Don't watch the wrong Krampus movie. All the rest are bad. Oh, Oh, yeah. Funny thing is, I think the picture that they have up for this on Amazon Prime is not for this Krampus movie. No. There are bad Krampus movies up on Amazon Prime here in Canada. This one isn't available, but it's a... Yeah. The bad ones are up there, and I almost got tricked. Yeah. Yeah, I just dropped the picture in the uh, in the chat room because so I'm like, I don't remember that guy. That kind of looks like the Krampus horns, but that's not what Krampus looks like in this movie. Did you ever see there was one really shitty Krampus movie that had like Krampus fighting Santa? The guy that played oh, yeah. Santa couldn't even be bothered to grow a beard. He had like a white goatee instead. Oh really? It's like what the fuck. Okay, it's close enough. If you're making a movie and your budget doesn't account for fake beard for your Santa, maybe don't make that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sound judgmental, though. Listen, after watching that documentary about mall Santas, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's delightful. Uh, I've I've decided that what I really need is a Christmas movie that has Mick Foley as Santa Claus. Yes, I would I would pay a million dollars to see that. That's a... And it should be Santa Claus has to join an underground hardcore wrestling league to save Christmas somehow. <laughs> I don't see why not. Isn't like isn't Mick Foley fascinating? He's like this like known for being like the most hardcore wrestler of all time and then it's like what do you do in his retirement he became santa why well his kids <laughs> like santa so he became santa like no because he likes santa well he <laughs> trained his kids to like santa so that he would have an excuse <laughs> i was gonna say about the time they hit the point in that documentary where they explained to you that mcfoley has a christmas room in yep. his house so that he can have Christmas decorations up all year round. Yep. You're like, Whoa, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that is delightful and charming or borderline psychotic. It's a little of both, which is, I think the perfect description of Mick Foley. <laughs> right. his, his wife is very understanding. Yeah. Let's be honest. His wife's very understanding. I think we all knew that going into this discussion. Oh, yeah. Fully. I mean, yeah, my husband got thrown off the top of a cage once through a table. It was great. <laughs> the people talking about uh, their crazy husband stories, and she's talking about the time uh, my husband had to cover up his arm because the smell from the burning was bugging the other passengers on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. His, well, ex- ho- his his existence is something crazy. I mean, yes. like, how many wrestlers have had their career ended just by like a slightly mistimed power bomb or a just barely botched pile driver or something? Oh yeah. It, it, Mick Foley's like, throw me face first, thirty feet onto concrete <laughs> covered in glass. <laughs> <laughs> If you read his, uh, I don't know if you guys have read his uh, autobiography, but it's it's a fascinating read 
because it is it is that guy that like you know loves Christmas and shit, writing about his escapades in Japanese wrestling and stuff. And it's kind of weird. Oh. oh. Well, Anyways, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how don't, we got there. <laughs> I don't know how we end this episode. I think I think we say Merry Christmas and we move on with our day. Also, don't be a dick or Krampus will come to your house, whip your ass with birch branches, and then drag you off to be a slave in a coal mine. That's a slightly different sentiment than what I was trying to get across. And Merry Christmas! <laughs>